Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste. Hey, Jenny, how are you? Oh, I'm super duper. It's hitting that season of the year where the part where I wear fuzzy slippers around the house all the time finally makes sense again because because <laughs> I wear them all through the summer mm-hmm. and my toes are not always cold. I just feel I feel snug in my slippers. Like it's it's a cozy feeling. It's not really about warmth, but at this time of the year it's like, oh yeah, otherwise my toes are blue. So it's a it's the perfect, it's the perfect season for me. I love this change of season. How about you? Me too. Oh, I love the fall season. Um, I've, I've got some similar cozy slippers that I like to wear with my hand knit socks and um, yeah, it's, it's that time of year. That's wonderful. For this month's challenge, Noodlehead will be offering a free pattern, and Noodlehead designs um, really cool bags. I, myself, really want to make the Sandhill Sling. You should check them out, and uh, one of our lucky participants will earn that. And the other thing is, for all of our listeners, Needle Sharp has offered a discount code this month for 15% off, and the code is PF. N-O-V, all caps. So P-F like punk frockers and N-O-V like November. So uh, go show Needle Sharp some love. Um, And then as a final sponsor, I'm offering up some of the labels that I've created in the past, as well as the patches that I've been recently creating out of my imperfect carved stamps. So that that is also a prize this month for one lucky winner. And that is across the world. Um, I'll happily ship anywhere that shipping is possible. Um, So yeah, not a bad month. Yeah, awesome. Okay, can I tell you about what happened from my changing my hinterland dress? Yes, I want to know how that went. Okay, so again, this is another pattern from the creative hinterland class. Um, The the last episode I talked about where we had this wrap design, which I didn't care for as much the fit on that and so um i kept the raglan sleeves though i made the bodice one piece i kept the sleeve and the back details and i also made the skirt fuller i did just jenny's trick of um doing uh twice the width of fabric instead of just cutting off the skirt that they have this in my size makes um, the, the skirt about double the thickness, the fullness, because it's, it's not that gathered. Um, I recently, uh, made another version where I used the original skirt pattern. I was like, wow, this is actually, there's actually quite a bit of fabric left on the side here. So, um, I love how this came out. I've included pictures in the show notes. Um, and I think I actually just wore this recently and it's very comfortable and I love it. Oh my gosh, guys, you have to go to the show notes. Stop right now. This is your opportunity to do that. And you have to look at this because Beverly looks adorable. (laughs) Um, Not only is the dress completely amazing, obviously, and worn over, I believe, leggings. I think those are not jeans um, (laughs) with with complete, complete adorableness, but but she has done her hair up and is wearing glasses and the whole thing just comes together to be 
I don't even know. It's so cute. Um, it's <laughs> so cute. cute. This is going to give me energy for days. I love it. Thank I love you. it. Thank you. <laughs> so I also um, made the original hinterland, like I just said. Um, I made it a little bit shorter for a tunic style. And um, I made it from this linen that I had purchased from Blackbird Fabrics. And it's a plaid linen. And I forgot how difficult it was to match up plaid. Um <laughs> So the, the placket on the, the button placket ended up being, I cut it on the bias because I couldn't get it just right because the top and bottom didn't quite line up because of the gathering, you know? So, um, I should have made it so that the top and bottom lined up in the front, like, you know, the very edge that would have been smart, but I cut it on the bias and that's fine. I think cutting it on the bias is great because it always looks like a choice. Yes. It's it's the primary goal for an uh, a boo-boo, a thing that you're not excited about is, does it look on purpose? And yeah. bias cut placket, 100% looks on purpose. That's fabulous. So. Love it. So what Love have you been up to? Okay, so, so we haven't talked about this month's theme yet, and I'm not going to say there's a hint in here at all. But just like I've said for the last three episodes, I think, all I'm working on is carving stamps and making bags. That's just my life right now because I have not sold at a holiday market in forever. And I am in at least one holiday market this year. I'm trying to be in three total and we'll see how that goes. And I am enjoying sewing bags for it. I'm at the point where I'm waiting for my custom woven labels to arrive for me to stick on the bags before I do the final seam on each bag. But I have, um, I have 40 bags prepped just waiting for that final seam. And I just made... I'm going to say 35 or so more patches to put on bags. So I'm wow. I'm also ready to just get moving again um, with a more assembly line. And I'm, I'm really, really loving it. Um, the other thing I've done is that I finished my dress for Atlanta cocktail. Cock, <gasps> frock, I've just finished my dress for the Atlanta Frocktails event, which is coming up before you hear this episode. It's in October on the 22nd. And I'm pretty sure I completely hate it. Like it's the <gasps> worst thing I've ever made. So, except we all know it isn't because if you go back and listen to PF Glam and see the review on that, you can look at the pictures of the really, really, really bad dress that I made <laughs> in our first year of recording um, for our prom event. Um, but I, I hate this. I hate it so much. Okay. Um, describe it. Oh my God. It's my self-drafted drafted bodice that I adore. Uh-huh. It's with the puff sleeves that I adore, but I made them puffier, which can only make them better. And so far we're okay. Everything about the dress is fine. And then I did a very gathered um, skirt in tears. And I only did two tears because I held it up and I'm like, oh, it's going to be adorable. It's a little above my knees. I'm going to make myself some Pietro shorts or some of those Friday pattern company, free pattern, Uh like exercise shorts to go under it. And I'm going to put pockets in it and then I'll have pockets and I'll be able to go and I won't have to carry a purse and it's going to be amazing. And then I'm like, and I'm going to diet. And my friend Beverly said, you should dip diet. And I'm like, no, I know better than Beverly. So I'm going to ice dye this fucker, but just below the waist seam, but I'm going to leave it where it can wick up. Like I'm going to wet the fabric. I'm going to have some it is the most awful thing I've ever made, Beverly. I hate it so much. On the plus side, I still have time because I think but what's why wrong is with it? it is what's wrong with it? Everything is wrong with it, but mostly the dying. So what I think I'm going to do is to remake this goddamn dress. I'm going to make it five inches longer. That way fewer people are forced to look at my underwear. <laughs> 
and I can maybe feel like I could dance or whatever. And, and I'm going to dip diet. I'm just going to do it. I don't like the idea of it because what I like about dyeing is how the individual colors break out in the dyes that I use the powdered dyes. And for dip dyeing, that is not what's going to happen at all. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to pick a color and be like, that's the color. And but won't it break out? But won't it break out like from going up? No, because it's a liquid. Oh, it only does it because it's a powder. Yeah. And so because it's a liquid, it's not going to do it. Um, so I'm just going to pick one color and be like, that's the color. And but it I'm will be try different because it'll be like a. Uh, it'll be a gradation. Yeah. 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 Darker at the bottom. Anyway, I'm going to give that a go. And then um, if neither of those work, I'm just going to wear something I already have and it'll be fine. That'll be no fine one expects too. much of me at this. So it's going to be fine. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I just basically, it was a really unsatisfying. I don't feel like this has been a great update. I had a really unsatisfying um, period of time since we last spoke um, where I really just made a dress I don't like and so many bags. So many <laughs> bags. Um, I have also, uh, I have two sweatshirts, you know, the ones I got from Katie Portman that had the eyeball yeah. over the boobs. Um, I got two more of those that I need to cut off and make into crop tops um, oh, okay. because that's how I prefer to wear them. They come to me as full tie size unisex garments and <laughs> I will go ahead and <laughs> I will go ahead and cut them off and crop them and crop the sleeves a little bit as well. And those are going to be perfect for getting me through all of winter. They're like, nice the perfect layering piece. And I, I, I love them so much. So yeah, that's what I've been up to. Well, that's exciting. Um, (laughs) do you want to talk about new patterns? I love talking about new patterns. There is nothing more amazing. What's our first pattern? The first pattern is from So Liberated and um, the folks I've been spending a lot of time with lately. They have created some uh, lounge wear slash exercise wear. It is So Liberated limestone pattern. And that is a top and leggings like bottoms and top. So the top is like a sports bra kind of, and the, but more probably, you know, just loose, like a, more like a top. And then, um, the, the bottoms can be shorts. They can be, you know, uh, knee length. They could be whatever length you want, of course, as a sewist, but they have pockets and they are basically like leggings with like a yoga band at the yoga band weight waistband. So like LuLaRoe leggings. (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> I think Lula wrote. Are leggings. you the only, only woman of our generation who never bought or wore Lula Row leggings? Well, so I got some from, I bought some and they fit me terribly. And they had a regular waistband though. They didn't have this kind of yoga waistband. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I didn't I really have like So yeah. Maybe I mean Lululemon. Oh, Lululemon. That's, that's different. That's not the, uh, MLM, MLM company, I think. No, that's the, that's the one where everybody wears them for going grocery shopping. Yeah. 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 But they don't come in very size expansive. Oh, well then why are we talking about them? You can make your own. So liberated. Cause I forgot which was which that's why, because (laughs) I couldn't remember who had the yoga waist and who had the normal waist. Mm. Because okay. I'm bad at that. But yeah, that, I mean, it's, well, let's first off start by, if we're talking about Lululemon, it's because, hey, now you can make your own. Although my guess is you've been always able to make your own from a variety of different patterns. Yes. Well, this is amazing. 
they look super cute. Um, the fabric that's shown in our example, if you go and look at the show notes, and I'm sure on their website as well, is just a beautiful sort of ice dyed looking fabric. Yep, yep, and it is ice dyed. They they've been talking about it on the on their um, newsletters. So, oh well, awesome. It's super cute. I like it. I like it. The next one up is the Penelope woven dress by Style Art, which I. I think I really like, but I think the neckline's too high for me. So let's describe this dress. It's a dress that has a center front and center back seam and then has what I would call bracing stripe side thingies. I don't even, I can't, Beverly. This is weird, but I like it because I like their weird clothing. But this one's like super weird. I can tell already though, those pockets are going to be at my knees. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Is that a princess seam or is it it's, not? So I think there might be some shaping in there. The side. Yeah, it's it's it doesn't uh, cross the cross your apex. nipples. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, your apex. That's uh, that's a better description. <laughs> it doesn't cross the apex of your the, your nipple. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's um, but there's. It's like if you were to move a princess seam to the side more is how it kind of sh- it yeah. is. And what they've got here is like two different colors, but the actual pictures on the website has just the one color. I think this two colors is to kind of show it to you, but I think the two colors is a good option. I could, I think it would look really cute with print and solid. Which one would be print? I think the the center one would be print. Okay. And then like, for example, if you had like some kind of ditzy floral and then you had black on the side. Okay. No, I see what you're doing. Um, yeah, I, I think it's cute. I always love their, so what I think of as their wackadoo sort of I don't design. think it's a wackadoo so- pattern though. <laughs> this is a pretty normal looking dress, I think. Is it? I, think I mean, I guess it is. It just, it just somehow it feels a little different to me. It looks like the, there's, um, the sleeves are in at least two parts, but it looks like that's a panel, right? So you could also do some color blocking on the top yeah. of the sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like it. I'm not opposed to it. It's definitely a style I would buy from them. Okay. Yeah. I like well, it. You let us know what you guys think of it. <laughs> Is it wackadoo or is it super normal? Um, (laughs) And then the last one is from True Bias. Yes, yes. And this is another pair of overalls. Sewing community loves overalls. This is very um, uh, painter style, maybe, overalls. Yeah. And they have long and short versions. Um, As usual with True Bias, there's a separate link for each size band, which I've included in the show notes. They've also come out with a t-shirt called the Jesse T um, that uh, is also available in their two size bands. Yeah, I I think that's, I, I like it, but I don't think it's, to me, I'm not immediately seeing what what sets it apart from the coveralls, <laughs> the coveralls elsewhere. <laughs> I, I'm not sure that it's really set apart from that. I think um, it, maybe it just depends on, um, you know, if you find true bias to be um, 
a, a good, good fit, fit for your body yeah. that that may be something that you choose. I actually do like true fit, like the uh, true bias for the because I, I wear those Hudson pants. In fact, I'm wearing them right now. Um, but that's, of course, stretchy pants. It's very different than this. But um, they have some really cute pictures on the website and they're offering the hardware. For folks if you oh that's to, nice that's yeah. definitely nice are you gonna make yourself coveralls or overalls like this is that a thing that you're into right now or ever I, i'm not gonna make them i um i've made i've made the yanta overalls i got rid of those they just they didn't look that good on me now i have purchased helen's closets overalls that have the elastic in the back um, but yeah. I haven't made them yet. So uh, we'll see. I was just, I put so much effort into those Yanta overalls. I did a really good job on them. And then I hated the way they looked on me. So That's disappointing. Yeah. So yeah. And then I had made the, the deer and doe Scirocco thing. And yeah. while that was very comfortable, I also didn't like how it looked on me. Well, I mean, that's in the end, that's going to be a deal breaker for most people, right? Yeah. If you don't like how it looks and then, but I did like the, um, no, this is, you know, the, the Zadie jumpsuit. I did like that on me. So I don't know, maybe I'll make some for myself. I'm more likely to make those for Jim. I think he'd kind of like to have a pair of those. I really want a pair to wander around in, but I hate wearing, um, shirts under them. And so, you know what I mean? So that kind yeah. of ruins them for, for a lot of these. But I've wondered if, like, I don't mind um, a crop t-shirt or something, whether or not there's some way that I could make it work with that. I also have like a cropped, um, what is that called? Sagebrush tee or sage, mm-hmm. sagebrush shirt, the cropped sagebrush, which I have worn under pinafores and things like that. I wonder if that would work well under coveralls because I want coveralls. I just don't think I'll like them. Well, what about the, like the top from the limestone pattern? Oh, that might work. Cause what I want is, yeah, I don't want a lot of, I think it comes down to, and this is probably internalized fat phobia. Um, I don't like having a lot of fabric bunch at my hips. Ah, yeah. And well, I also I think like under when, it, you, when know. you have like a, a big shirt under overalls, it looks a little weird. It looks like, I mean, it looks uncomfortable and it is. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe a more fitted t-shirt would be more comfortable. Yeah. So not unisex is what you're saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, um, I think that's fair. I, I think that might be, maybe if I'm, maybe that's what I'm missing, Beverly, is some introspection about why I don't like certain things. Yeah. And maybe if I think about it more, I would be able to come up with ways that I could change and then like things better. Yeah. Maybe. That seems like a lot of trouble, but I like, I like that idea. I don't know why it's never occurred to me to be as introspective about this, but, but we won't dig too deep into that. Um, so yeah, I like it. That's a nice one. So what is, what is our theme this month? This month's theme is hashtag PF. So not clothes. And oh my gosh. Are there things you can sew besides clothes? That's true. Actually, you've been spending all your time <laughs> sewing things that aren't clothes, right? It has, I'll be honest, I've known what the hashtag was for a little while, or at least the theme was, and and it has been so hard not to say anything and to know I'm wasting all of October on making making (laughs) things that would go with November's tag. (laughs) Well, you can still post them in November. I mean, and I will be. It's just been killing me, man. (laughs) Yeah. 
So what is this about? So this is about making something that isn't a garment and, or as isn't a, uh, isn't clothes. And, but, but we're including in that, like, as the theme suggests, hats, um, you could make um, slippers, those things, even though slippers are, you know, their type of clothes really. Um, But I've got some ideas that I thought of um, uh, bags, of course, uh, which Jenny Jenny's been making lots of bags. Um, and so that would be a good choice. I kind of want to make myself a, um, like a, a fanny pack or a bum bag. Um, Me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, Noodlehead has really great designs for that. Really great designs. Good um, to know. So you could make uh, slippers. You could make toys. Um, like stuffed animal kind of things. You could make dog beds. Um, you could make pillows, pillowcases. Technically, pillowcases are clothes for pillows, but we'll allow it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no. Hold on. I need to roll this one back. Is there anyone besides you has ever called them clothes for pillows? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that that is wild. I would uh, I would agree that clothing for a Barbie doll or something else is clothes, but the pillow clothes is a little weird to me. Well, what I about am tea cozies? Um, tea cozies obviously clothes for teapots, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think we would allow it. Um, okay. On the pillowcase end of things, of course, sheets, which I've made. Oh, you've got that yep. later here. Never mind. No, that's okay. That's you can say <laughs> these things too. Um, obviously, tablecloths. Oh, oh. Jenny, in yes. Cape Cod, I went to this um this like uh vintage shop, right? And I've been yeah. looking for vintage tablecloths and I I look all the time at Goodwills and things like that. I've been looking for a tablecloth that has a little bit of embroidery on it or whatever because I'm inspired to make a dress out of this. And uh, I don't even know if I want to do it to be honest after all this looking, but I'm on the hunt for this. And so I find this vintage shop and they have these fabrics, right? And so this woman brings it out and it's this, it doesn't have, it has really nice embroidery work on it, but it's not, I don't know. So it's a big tablecloth. Uh, It's not spectacular. Okay. It's not like really fine embroidery work. It's embroidery work that I could probably do in four hours. Okay. Yeah. Over $600. Holy cannoli. Yeah. So um, anyways, you, you need to come table. visit me because I get annoyed when it's over $50. Yeah. So- <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I expected it to be a little higher price because this was a very nice vintage shop. It wasn't the same as like a, you know, regular thrift store, you know, yeah. but I did not expect $600. I was like, oh, oh my I'm goodness. No, of that. course you didn't. Anyways. You could make tablecloths, which you could sell for six hundred dollars, maybe. Um, napkins, or more importantly, your your family could give away one day when you die, because everybody will. And I'm sorry to bring it up and have it be a downer, but then it could go to an antique store where people will complain about paying six hundred dollars. You ooh, could make a out. wall <laughs> tapestry. You could make a quilt. There's lots of things. Yeah. So, like. On my list specifically, um, I need a sleeve for my laptop, which Ooh, I guess a good is clothing one. for a laptop, but I think we're still going to count it. Mm. 
And uh, that's on my list. I'm definitely making napkins because those are going to be one of my saleable items. And I'm considering little mug rugs, which I think are called coasters usually, but it's adorable if you call them mug rugs, apparently. So I'm thinking about making some of those as well. So those Those are are good ideas on my list. We also have some like loose, you know, those like pillows that you throw on your couch, loose pillows that that are kind of ugly. And I'd like to recover those. And what I was thinking about doing with that actually is I've been kind of uh, low key sewing up some scraps, just like squares and rectangles, you know, into, and I was thinking about using that because then there's no finishing involved. And I just put the pillow in there because it's not really going to get washed, probably. It'll probably get ruined by the dogs before. Long before you wash it. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I that's adorable. That. That's a great idea. I like it. And um, I think Jim is actually going to make some shoes. Not really wearable. More like art shoes. Um, okay. Help me out with this concept. Help me understand what makes it an art shoe. So I need to understand how it is still a shoe if it's not intended to be worn and how it is art if it is intended to be worn. Go. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is a shoe form, but it's not usable for going outside really, probably. Is that because the, the sole of it won't be correct? Yeah, it's going to be, I think, made out of polyurethane or something. Okay. Um, and it's it it can be worn. It's it's not that it can't be worn. It's just not very practical. So it's not an outdoor shoe, right? And so it's like, not really an indoor shoe. Like it's a it's a put on for a few minutes shoe. So it's an Instagram shoe. Yes, <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe has because I think there are lots but... of people putting shoes on for Instagram who are not wearing those anywhere, right? These might be useful for <laughs> just some kind of anyways. Yeah. So they're, they're not, they're not <laughs> useful for protecting your feet probably. Okay. <laughs> that is wild. And I can't wait to see it because Jim is so fantastically creative. Yeah. If you aren't already following Jim on Instagram, that is a thing you should be doing. And I'm sure we can link him in the show notes. That's right. Jim Duran.art. And also you will hear it. Every time the show finishes, we'll have his information. That's true. And uh, the other thing to note there is that um, after you're done subscribing to our Patreon, of course, you should check out Gems because um, that is supporting some really amazing art that is often in different shows and winning awards and right. all kinds of fancy stuff that um, podcasts can only do if they're willing to pay to play. Um, <laughs> Jim is winning on his own merits. <laughs> <I love it>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Did you have any other ideas for non-garments? So I love that you brought up shoes because I have two pairs of shoes that are that are here that I'm supposed to be making that I haven't made yet. So I, I have two possible pairs of shoes that are partway through that I could try and use this as inspiration to actually complete. So I think that's one thing that's possible. Um, I also think that like uh, in line with what I've been doing with stamping and things, patches are obviously something one can make that is not a garment. Oh um, yeah, you know that's and a I good think, idea. Yeah, actually, and, do do we count then? Like, would it count to do like an embroidery piece for like the wall? Of course it would. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, first off, let's just begin with how often do we not count something? <laughs> so I'm just going to lead with lead with that fact yeah. that it is incredibly uncommon that we're like, you know what? You created something, but it doesn't seem right to me. So we're yeah. going to exclude it. In fact, I can't think of a single time. And if we did, it was probably something I made and partly a joke. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, that's obviously that is going to count. Um, I think that I think that this is a great month to figure out a way to use essentially sewing tools. So probably fiber, probably fabric, but sewing tools of some sort to create a thing. Yeah. Um, I am going to make the argument that if you're a woodworker and you create a ruler stand or you create something that holds all of your sewing equipment or whatever, that counts too. And as long as we're talking about that, I need to sew something to go over my serger when it's at rest because my cat's eat the thread right off the searcher otherwise. (laughs) And I'm currently using two pillowcases that I drape on it, which Ah. is not necessarily as cute as I could do because I could quilt up some fabric and create something that's got some structure to it that's exactly right. That'd be great, right? Yeah. So it's closed for your searcher. Ah. Yes, yeah, so maybe it doesn't count, or at least not if it's not if it's us. I mean, I think that for anyone else, I think it counts because, like, even a tablecloth is closed for your table, right? So I mean, so yeah, I, I, I maybe love it that should be idea. so not people clothes. I mean, yeah, yeah, but you're pronouncing it wrong. It's so not clothes. Oh, <laughs> you've okay. gotta, you've gotta put <laughs> all of that, you know, spin on it. Um, so yeah i have the right attitude folks do um if people write in and say they're interested in knowing more about the rubber stamps i'll probably record a little a little how to video are interested in that like i mean people love that kind of stuff i think i'm so i am gonna say just to go back to the rubber stamps which i obviously have hardly talked about at all for the last three weeks actually making your rubber stamps counts i mean it's not sewing so so, but I'm going to use them on fabric and I yeah. make patches out of them. So the most exciting part of this to me is that I have for many years just gone out and looked for stamped or screen printed garments or part patches I can buy mm-hmm. because obviously that is super complicated. When you go and read the instructions on a website, literally it starts with basically print the thing go over it in pencil, then lay it the other direction down and then scrape it onto your, you know, your block. And then you're going to start your carving. And there's all this stuff about it. And to me, that really genuinely felt intimidating. I know I'm usually kind of funny and offhand about it, but, but the steps for this seemed so intimidating. Like if you're not an art person and I'm a creative person, I acknowledge that I'm a creative person, but there is a difference in different types of creativity, how it comes out of you. No one would want the sketch that I could draw. It's not, there just isn't anything about it that would be particularly compelling. I'm not great at that. But what I can do is write backwards, which anyone can learn to do. And in fact, some of the times when I'm doing it, I'll use my finger to pretend like I'm writing the letter the correct way. (laughs) And then I'll do the opposite on the, on the ink pad or on the stamp, right? But if you just go ahead and you just use the, is it Nike saying, just do it. Just Mm -hmm. take a piece of rubber and draw anything at all on it, whether it's the correct direction or not, just anything at all on it. And then just start with the smallest carving tool that comes in the cheapest kit you can buy and outline what you've drawn. And already you have a stamp as soon as you've done the outline. It'll be a, a solid 
stamp with just a little thin line of what you're trying to draw, but you'd have a stamp. And then from there, you're just carving away the things you don't want to see, which was, was again, terrifying to me when I saw instructions, but it was something where when I finally sat down and did it, I'm like, oh my gosh, how many years have I wasted (laughs) not knowing I could just do this and I could get a result that was pleasing to me. And it doesn't matter if anyone else likes it, though I will admit the dopamine from other people liking it is nice. <laughs> but but it is just for me and I like it enough and I'm I'm happy. And it was shocking to me. And I, I'm sure this can apply to lots of other things. And there's, there's a ton I'm holding myself back from because I'm afraid of the instructions. Yeah. But I'd encourage you to just, to sometimes just try, especially where the barrier to entry is relatively low. A kit for this at a big box store is going to cost you less than $20. Yeah. Um, go in on it with three of your friends and spend an afternoon using up all the materials in that kit. And hopefully one of you will like it enough to take the tools. <laughs> <laughs> or anyway. you just learn you don't like doing it, you know? Also an alternative, although I think I'm up to like 25 stamps. <laughs> It is ridiculous. It is yeah. ridiculous. Um, so if I could figure out a way to make accountant money off of selling patches, <laughs> and I just don't think there's a path. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, super fun. I encourage you to step outside your zones for things like this. Same things for making bags. I didn't think I'd like making bags, but I designed one that was simple enough that it doesn't make me annoyed to make it. Yes. Yeah. So- <laughs> That's awesome. That's a ringing endorsement. It doesn't make me annoyed. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Well, I can't wait to see what people come up with with this because this is different than anything we've done in the past. People have submitted um, non-garment things, which are always fine to do to our challenges, but this one's specifically designed for, and I think a lot of folks, you know, there's some people who are nicer people than you and I that make gifts for people. And um, (laughs) this might be a good challenge for them. And as we're leading up into what can commonly be a gift-giving season of the year, it may give you an opportunity to get ahead of the game because if you're like me and you make things for people, you do that the day before you have to give it to them, which is not always great. So (laughs) anyway, this is awesome. I'm super excited. Um, Me too. And I guess we need to wrap up by reminding folks where to find our Patreon. We are located at patreon.com slash punk frockers. And you can support us at three different levels. One is at the thank you level, essentially. The second level allows you to hear our bonus episodes, which are, I'm certain, always worth the while. And the third level gives you um, a present once a year as well, which is, uh, well, it's got to be coming up because it hasn't happened yet. And our first year anniversary is in March. So um, look out for that as well. (laughs) All right, Jenny. We will see See you you next next Tuesday. The Punk Frockers is created, produced, and edited by Beverly Baptiste and Jenny Hassler. On Instagram, you can find the podcast at Punk Frockers. You can find Jenny at J.O. Hassler and Beverly at Weeds to Wildflowers. Our artwork and music is created and performed by Jim Duran. You can find him on Instagram and his website at jimduran.art.